Welcome, everybody, to another edition. Good evening out there, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing? Nice to see everybody. Let's see what we got going on. I know we got Crystal out there. She's probably getting ready to paint, it feels like. Let's see. Oh, we got Nada. We got Gary. <laughs> and there's Crystal. Hello there. Welcome, everybody. Uh, oh, she's getting ready to paint. Aha. What do we say there? Thomas, we got to talk about your gun laws over there in Indiana. Hello there, Wallace. Uh -oh. Yes, they're trying to be. Uh, <clears throat> I was surprised. Yeah, can, we can we talk about them or? <laughs> the cowboy. I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> nice to see everybody there. Tennessee, Kentucky, Bigfoot. So how's everybody doing? How you doing there, Mr. Decker? Happy New Year. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, it's been a few weeks since I've seen y'all. Hope y'all are doing good. I oh. took myself a little trip back up Tennessee to see my kids and my fiance Jennifer and all that. And just yesterday, I got back to Florida. So I am a little, little tired, a little worn out from driving. But other than that, I'm doing good. I found, uh, you ain't gonna believe this. I found Mr. Decker's twin brother. Uh oh. And he's black. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't lying. I was on TikTok. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, that's his twin brother. I'm talking beard and all, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking. I don't know. No, I, I'm being serious. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If I can find this cat, I'm going to show you. It looks Pull just it like up. Mr. Decker. Pull it up. I want to see it. Oh, trust me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, as soon as I get through here, uh, clicking on some of this, I am going to try to find this guy. It is hilarious. I, mean, I really had a double take. I'm like, there ain't no way in hell. And uh, everybody in the world says you got a double. <laughs> I've got I more mean, than one. I've got I, more than one. I was laying in my studio, ladies and gentlemen. I had to get my glasses. I had to get up <laughs> and get my glasses to look at it. I was like, this can't be. So, well, must be one good looking fellow. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I, la la. I can't believe it. I didn't say it. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, but it was uh, cryptic cowboy. You wait, you wait till I find this. Right, uh, definitely. I about fell out, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, <laughs> Because let me tell you something. I, well, I'll save that for another show. But uh, <laughs> if you ever, ladies and gentlemen, hear me out. If you ever feel bad about yourself, go to TikTok. That will cheer you up. <laughs> the idiots out there. Well, hello. Amen. Welcome. So, now watch. I can't find it now. That that would be a kicker. Right. But if I find it, I'm going to afford it to everybody. <laughs> But uh, it, it it's funnier than hell. But uh, I'll find it tonight. Watch. I'll be laying in the studio flipping. Uh, but no, I'm being honest. If you ever feel bad about yourself, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you this. 
don't be surprised if you find your grandma out there on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> or your mom. Some of, some of the people. Yes. Lala. I, we thought one of our co-hosts the other night did uh, that on the side. Yes, he got into that, what you just said, Lala. So, mm. and he was explaining it. And I was like, what? Anyways. But yeah. <laughs> That's so for a different talk, show. Yeah, what we're going to talk about tonight. Well, um, we're just going to kind of do a recap of where we've been and look forward to where we're going. That's kind of what we're going to do tonight. It's that time of year where we all get introspective and retrospective and all the other kind of spectives out there. And and that and all the guests I had lined up were either got sick or couldn't make it tonight. So we had to come up with something. I thought this would be a good idea. Grizzly, did you know this is our 24th show of me and you doing the paranormal cryptid rabbit holes? God, that that quick. Yeah, this is this is number 24. Now you did have six episodes going before you brought me on board oh, which i am me. eternally grateful for yeah uh, but this <laughs> is our 24th show together on paranormal encrypted rabbit holes so i think I, this makes 867th show i think good I lord think 867 or 877 i don't know how you could even come close to keeping track i didn't know we were at 24 it, it's hard <laughs> it's hard. So, so I was, old guy, hey, let me tell oh. you something. I gotta, I gotta dip my beard in the fountain of youth here. I'm starting to show roots. And Listen, remember, man, hey, grow you it. Remember, you remember when grow I did it. that? Remember? When I, I do. Dipped? You freaked me out. Everybody was like, <laughs> "What happened to Grizzly?" Remember, I didn't read the instructions. I was supposed to leave it in for five minutes. I left it in for thirty. Yep. <laughs> It was, it was it was from one show to the other, and I was like, "What did you do?" Like I couldn't tell because you were wearing a black shirt. Yeah, I couldn't tell if you had shaved it down or what. I couldn't find it at all. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What the hell happened?" Yeah, you know it's funny. I was out at Walmart the other night with my mama, and this lady comes up, random, random lady. And she starts asking me if my beard was naturally striped like this, like dark along the sides here, as you can see, and then white, or if I dyed it that way. And, and she was enthralled. She said her and her family were in the middle of a debate because they knew somebody that had the opposite, where it was white on the outside and then black through the middle. And then some people were convinced that it was dyed, and some people thought that it was natural. And I said that. This is all natural. I don't do anything to it to color it. I take care of it. I use my product and make it good. And oh, it was just hilarious. She kept going on and on about it. Mine Lord, the same thing. Mine's mine's more per prominent white now. Yeah, so. mine's getting there. My kids reminded me that it was whiter than last time they saw it. That's for sure. But you know what's funny? <laughs> I'm not bald. It looks like you are to me. I shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny y'all will never know i'm just saying i'm not shaving my beard no I trim my beard i trim my beard like three months ago i'm not i'm not shaving my beard we get just, to ten thousand subscribers i might shave my head bald too but uh no, the beard the no. beard the beard staying 
Crystal says, get a hold of me, Grizzly. I'll give you a good beer treatment. Make your hair super soft. I'm a professional. Uh, I'll do it. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Now, my right hand, uh, I'm trying to, I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm trying to find, when I'm not trying to find something, it pops <laughs> up. So I'm scrolling through TikTok. So it was when I'm going, I'm trying to find Justin. I mean, he was like on it all last night. I was laughing my booty off. And you didn't buy, uh, you should have sent it to me. Man, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to aggravate you. It was, I'm telling you, it looks just like you. Glasses too, or no glasses? Uh, No glasses. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, it looks just like you. So, but, uh, Anyways, it, I'll find it tonight. I'll send it to everybody. I was going to play it on the show. Thomas. Uh, looking to, Thomas, I, I just read that. <laughs> I tell you, now, now, years ago, TikTok wasn't that bad. Now, TikTok has gotten kind of like in, in the ditch ditch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was not, and it used to not be that way. So, it's ter- totally <laughs> turned. So, but, uh, now we had some really good shows last year. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We started off with, uh, my intros that the Cock County killings, I'd say that's probably my, our most, I was going to say our most controversial episode had to be my first one, but that's how I roll with it. Um, that was a good time. And, and I still talk about that. People still ask me to present on it or give my thoughts on everything and i still put out the challenge if anybody has any other evidence on it bring it forward and i'll take a look at it i'm very open-minded on everything and and we didn't talk about this publicly but one of the channels that was putting forward the dog man attacks uh theory on it i was able to privately speak with that person and we came to uh, an understanding. I wouldn't necessarily say we were friends at this point, but, you know, we, we had a good conversation and we don't have any animosity towards each other. Um, and so, you know, that, that was good. That was a good conversation that we had about it. Uh, didn't really change my mind on anything. The person didn't have any evidence. He was just going by what he read in the papers and his thoughts and feelings. There was no investigation into it, just as I had pretty much uh, suspected. You know what I mean? Um, right. But he, he was willing to to concede that he didn't know either way what, what happened to it. So that was good. Um, kind of trying to put that one to rest as far as when people bring it forward again and call it, call it out and, I always point to that first podcast we did because that was a pretty solid breakdown of all the evidence. So if anybody wants to go back on that one and check it out, that was our longest ever episode. It was uh, two hours, 18 minutes, I think. Right. And uh, just, just all around good episode. I thought good stuff. Uh, From there, we went into uh, the Bigfoot attacks where, uh, our guest that night was, was a law enforcement officer. He got called out like on a call just as we were getting ready to start the show. Uh, if you remember that one, Grizz. Yep. But uh, we talked about 
Bigfoot being violent. Everybody talks about Bigfoot being just mellow and, and, you know, he's your big forest friend. Nobody ever talks about the violent side. And, uh, this law enforcement officer had a couple experiences dealing with Bigfoot. The problem is, okay, mm -hmm. here's, here's what I said. And people get offended. It does happen. Yes. It does not get reported. Nope. And when it does get reported, it's it, it's not like the news is going to report it. Right. But here's here's the stigmata. The old saying, when I do something right, no one remembers. When I do something mm -hmm. wrong, no one forgets. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell people. And then and then people get upset and they want to get rampant and then Bigfoot's good. I'm not saying they're yes, you got your good and you got your bad. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying you right. have negative encounters. Yes, exactly. And there's multiple reports of it, multiple reports of it, you know? And uh, that, I thought that was a, a good episode. I'm not going to go through every single one. I'm just kind of recapping some of the, the fun ones that we did. Uh, next, we talked about dinosaur sightings. Remember? And I, I brought Amanda on, and she talked about uh, seeing a pterodactyl flying over when she was a youngin, and all different live dinosaur reports that we've had. It doesn't seem like this was 20-some episodes ago. It almost was like, you know, last month it feels like almost, doesn't it? Like, for me, it does. Right. Um, Let me see. What are they good? What, which ones did you stick out to you, Grizz? Which ones did you really like? And here, people in the audience, what episodes did you really like? Here's the problem with me. I like them all. And that's not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be biased when I say that. Sure. Uh, and, and people in the audience that know me and know the people that co-host with like la la chris Barb, mm -hmm. and everybody else uh, i don't tell you what you can and cannot do you do That's your own true. thing and i like yep. all y'all's topics right yep and uh i'll i go with the flow and y'all always uh do a good job uh you always do a good presentation and i i'm always happy so i don't have any anything so uh ladies and gentlemen if you don't know what that tramp stamp uh, what, what they're talking about, poor Justin. So we had a show. I'm sorry, I got to bring this up. Go ahead. I was trying to figure out what they were getting into over there. So we had this Australian. <laughs> we had this Australian that gave a scientific explanation, definition, what that is. And we were all flabbergasted. I mean, it was like out of a cyclopedia. <laughs> we didn't know what to say. And it went on for like five minutes. <laughs> and we, I mean, just like, we were like, what the? Anyways, yeah, Lala said it was great. But that's what happened. But we never heard definition what that is. Wow. But anyways. I got to start trying to get on and watch more of the other shows because I don't really get on a whole lot with them. I'm doing. Absolutely you know, nothing else, but cryptid. It was Lola or Lola. Lola it wasn't Michelle. It was Lola. So yes, that's who it was. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was very professional. It was scientific. Yeah. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> Most political description of a tattoo I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, we didn't know if we if we were going to laugh. I mean, you were waiting for a, a boot to drop there, huh? It was, I thought that was my daughter on TikTok. I mean, I was getting ready to break it off. Uh, 
Thomas, what, what's Go going on in the LBL in April? Oh, I'm going down to LBL. So everybody's going down to LBL. So I don't, I don't know what part they're going, but oh. I'm going to try to meet up with them. Okay. So it's the first weekend of April, and I'm going to take Crystal down some Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, I, I'm not going to say yes or no at this point. My schedule is still very uh, up in the air right now as far as what's going to happen with me. Uh, as you guys know, I'm currently in Florida on my vacation, as I call it now, staying at my parents' house. I don't know when I'll get back up to uh, Tennessee, Kentucky area. But if I'm that way, I'd like to try and, and go. I've been to LBL before. Um, but I, I would love to beat y'all and get there and do it in person and go there again. I'm running out um, of carpet. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. I had a good time up there. I'm bringing a generator. There you go. Air mattress. So. Absolutely. Um, we haven't really done a whole lot on Dogman. I, I plan on doing a lot more this coming year on Dogman stuff. I got some um, guests I'm going to line up. Martin Groves. Some of you that know LBL know who Martin Groves is. Uh, he's yes. a buddy of mine. I got to meet him in person a couple times now. This last time when I was up in Lexington at CryptidCon, him and I hung out for quite a bit and, and got to know each other a little bit. And uh, I'm going to have him come on and talk about his experiences in the LBL and his research. Um, Aaron Deese. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Aaron Deese. Yes. Uh, he's got the book, uh, The Dogman Triangle, I believe is the name of it. Worked with Small Town Monsters. Um, Heather told me, Heather from Small Town Monsters, we had her and Eli on for one of our shows, uh, told me to reach out to him. He'd be a great guest to have on. So I'm going to do a little more in the dog man area. Um, just because that's kind of what people want to talk about. They want to hear about. So I figured it'd be a good thing to get through. Uh, Brian was asking earlier about my research, the guy in Kentucky, the young kid in Kentucky, Brian, I am still working on that. Um, I've found a couple of roadblocks, a couple of hurdles that I have to jump through. But in my hands right here, I have this is the write up from the coroner that did the autopsy on it. And I have the death certificates and all the paperwork that I can get as of right now on Corey Godsey. Um, I've been out to the location uh, where everything was supposed to happen. I've tried to contact the coroner in person. I tried to get a hold of KSP. We actually went to KSP post nine, I believe it is, um, the responding Kentucky State Police. And they told me they wouldn't have any records. They told me I had to contact their official reporting segment. Um, Can you give a backstory on it? They're asking what, what's the... Okay, so Corey Godsey, a 13-year-old young man. Uh, was found dead up on a hill on his uh, uncle's property, which was adjacent on the same property where he lived with his mom. Uh, the official story is that he was mauled to death by a pack of feral dogs. Um, they say this because they had DNA evidence off of his body, and they found uh, using camera traps a pack of feral dogs living in a strip mine area and they actually 
got some of the dogs and matched the DNA to it. And so that's where they come up where this is what it is. According to the autopsy reports, he died from insanguination, uh, meaning he bled to death. Um, but the descriptions and things are kind of vague when I read it. And then I have my uh, good friend Pete Hasty from the UK. Uh, he's a nurse, worked in the ER as a trauma nurse for quite some time and is familiar with animal attacks and, and, and medical descriptions and stuff. And we have some questions on the descriptions in here. So we're trying to follow up with the coroner and, and stuff like that. Um, Sorry, it's just that. a really sad case. We don't really know what happened. There's a lot of um, misinformation out there. There's a lot of confusion between this attack and other attacks that have happened out there. And so I'm just going to do what I do and get as much possible information as I can and then kind of track it down. So my next steps is to contact uh, Kentucky State Police and see what kind of records I can get from them. Um, I will do a FOIA if I have to um, and just kind of go from there. What I'm really looking for is, is pictures. And I know that sounds kind of morbid, um, but I really want to get pictures and see how they match up with the description in the autopsy and and kind of kind of see what's going on because some of the reports that we're getting from people that claim to have been at the scene was that this young kid had very little damage to him and yet in the descriptions in the official story he was severely damaged and so there, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered so i'm going to be working on that moving forward into the year we're going to do a little more dog man stuff um and we're just going to keep going i want to get stuff from you guys the audience i want you guys to message us and let me know what you guys want to hear about um there's all kinds of stuff out there the point of the show is more of informing you guys of what you guys want to know about what questions you have um i'm going to do more on our bigfoot urban legends where we did leaf erickson um i've got a few more in here that i'm trying to find my notes on what i got uh while you're looking at that, can I make a few comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So a couple of caveats to that. So a couple of things. Number one, mm -hmm. uh, from experience, dog attacks, canines. The the most cause of damage from canine attacks is not the bite. It's from pulling to get out of the mouth. Yeah. Pulling away. Okay. Yep. Number one cause of trauma. It's not the initial attack. So just think about that. So, ladies yep. and gentlemen, what Grizzly's trying to tell you, if you're being attacked by a vicious dog, throw that arm or hand down the throat of that canine. Keep it yes. inside that jaw. Uh, I know that's kind of hard because your human reaction is to pull away. Do not pull away, ladies and gentlemen. That's nope. where you get the tar, the tear. Uh, secondly, uh, somebody said DNA. Uh, how was that DNA acquired? And when was it acquired? I'm just saying. Uh, yep. third, third thing. Uh, Rebecca says, uh, is there been any recording evidence of a stun gun on a Bigfoot or dogman? Number one, when I did self-defense classes for a civilian, uh, on the record, uh, if you ever got that <laughs> close, you were too close. Uh, mm -hmm. in an emergency situation, you could never use that device, uh, because your M dexterity skills went out the window, right? 
a lot of people. Uh, that's why Glocks and Smith & Wesson M&Ps don't have external safety devices. It's all on the trigger. Safe action devices, safety triggers on the mechanical, uh, on the yep. trigger. Uh, because law enforcement officers would forget to hit the levers or decockers or whatever up or down on the side like Berettas and so forth. And mm -hmm. they couldn't fire the guns in an emergency situation. So um, people cannot use those devices or tools. So that's another thing. Uh, keep firing away. I love answering questions. I enjoy it. Yeah, those, yeah. Those are those are good questions. It may tickle. I mean, I, I, I taste myself. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You know, you, you, you even have to pop somebody. Then after five seconds, you have to pull off that cartridge. You have to put another cartridge on. And sometimes you would you would shoot yourself, you know, zap yourself. But it happens. Mm -hmm. But yes, you do have to train for that. But anyways. But no, this is good questions. I love yeah. answering questions. But that, you know, DNA of... questions, I love DNA questions. Yeah, because there's reports, right, that there'll be a paper trail. If that is true, I should be able to have access to the, the documents. That because is this is the difference between this case and the Cott County killings. This is a closed case. That means it is now public record. I may have to use FOIA to get what I want if they're going to be difficult, but it is a closed case. The only stumbling block I'm really going to come across is going to be the fact that Corey was 13. He was a minor. And so there, there's going to be some reluctance to put out some of the information. And I can understand that and respect that. Um, but the police should be able to discuss it with discuss it with me, you know, because, again, it is a closed case. There is not an ongoing investigation. So in theory, it should be easier to to investigate this through the paperwork. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll have to see what happens with it. Right. Um, we'll see. As far as, as I'm going through the comments, I'm seeing people talking about, you know, bear spray and pepper spray and all this kind of stuff. Uh, let me let me tell you guys a story um, about my dad. My dad is probably the most B.A. guy that ever lived. And of course, I'm saying that because, you know, he's my dad. Um, years back when I was a teenager, uh, we ran a, a drop in teen center for street kids. And one night we were locking up. There had been a kid there who was not one of our regulars. Um, and just as dad locked up, he came up and said he had to go to the bathroom. My dad had to let him back inside. Um, as you know, this is a very common robbery technique, you know, uh, to get back in there and, and try and steal something. And this was a kid we didn't know. So my dad was no. And so this kid started mouthing off and cussing at my dad. And then so my dad started uh, advancing towards him, telling him to get out of there and you need to leave, you know, all this kind of stuff. This kid pulls out a can of pepper spray and proceeds to spray my dad right in the face with pepper spray and my dad walked right through it and just kept kept advancing at this kid walked right through it didn't even phase him the kid realized his mistake and took off running and and just totally disappeared so people that want to rely on pepper spray as a defense know what you're doing know what you're getting know how to use it because it's only effective in certain situations i'm sure grizzly can attest to that from law enforcement 
And, you know, my dad wasn't particularly hyped up. My dad wasn't on any kind of drugs whatsoever. He is just a strong enough person that was able to deal with it during the situation. And then afterwards, he washed his face off and, and he's like, oh, man, that stings. But he wasn't going to let this punk kid, you know, know that. Um, Brian, the bear spray is going to be more potent than this stuff was. Um, my whole point is, is basically don't rely on that as, as your sole defense. You know what I mean? Um, no bueno, no bueno. One thing I hate about pepper spray is that if you're with another agency and you uh -huh. know somebody, we couldn't tase you because if, if you had been pepper sprayed or mace or OC, whatever mm -hmm. you call it, if we tased you, you could be flammable. So you can go up in flames. So we couldn't taste it. We had to go hands on. Uh, now, when I owned my gun store, I did sell bear spray and I couldn't figure out uh, why I couldn't keep it in stock <laughs> because the bear spray came in like small fire extinguishers. And I sold them for mm -hmm. $39.99. It came with a, a side holster Velcro that you wore on your hip. And yep. Jason kept telling me I, I was selling, I think, seven or nine a week. And I couldn't figure out. I, they just kept going off the shelf. And so I was buying, uh, I don't know, 16, 17 every three weeks or something. And they just kept on. And I asked them, like, who are, who's buying these? He's like, some guy comes over from Louisville. And I'm like, well, see, what, what, is, what is he doing with them? He's like, I don't know. I was like, well, ask him. So anyways, I, I was on the police department and i had to swing by the store and uh he came in and uh he's like how are you doing today and i'm like hello <laughs> he's like i didn't need to, to get someone to the best way i'm like are you buying my bear spray he's like yeah i need to how many bottles you got i'm like i don't know i was like six he's i'll take all six i'm like what are you doing with it he's like i own gas stations in downtown louisville he said like, we're not from america he said we keep buying guns he says these crackheads they come in and try to rob us. We use it. They come for the mamas. I was like, what? I was like, I it mean, says not for humans. It makes sense. Like, it works. <laughs> That's what he, he, he was giving for his employees. I was makes, like, my God. Either, either he owned a lot of gas stations. He was, he was for, or, oh, I say what or, but. <laughs> Or they had that many robberies, he just had to keep buying That's them because they were using so much. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I mean, you got like 30 spray. I mean, what was you doing? <clears throat> Super soaking the... I almost said a nasty word. Was... <laughs> I mean, you just hurt. You don't... <laughs> well, hey, listen. You know? I, I, would, I would... If somebody was robbing me, I'd hose them down. I'm not just going to give them a puff. You know? Hey, there's a there's a video. I need to find it. This grizzly bear is like 40 yards away from this guy, and he's got some bear spray. Uh huh. And the guy's standing there, and he and he pulls out his bear spray, and he goes one time, yeah. and this ring just comes out, and it goes 40 yards down. You see it just going with the wind. And the bear goes and just takes off. Nice like, stuff works. Yeah, but you got to remember. Which way does that wind go? Oh, yeah. People don't realize that. And when you buy the stuff, ladies and gentlemen, if you do buy it, make sure if it's a spray, a cone, 
a gel. Yeah, see what you're buying and make sure yes. read the instructions before you buy it. Absolutely. So well, that was a rabbit hole in and of itself, wasn't it? <laughs> not, you know, not the cattle prong. We don't talk about the cattle prod. <laughs> How does she know about that? Crystal, the problem with the cattle prod is it's like a knife. You have to be right there with it. You have to be hand-to-hand. -hand. I used one on somebody. Did I tell that story? Tell I don't think you told that story. Yeah. That's funny. She made me stop and think about that. <laughs> but yes, I'm just saying, you know, I do recommend that stuff. And if you do, ladies and gentlemen, if you buy it for your daughters, kids, grandchildren, uh, make sure it's got the dye in it uh, because that stuff yep. does not wash off. Uh, yep. It wears off. And I do recommend that. So it's very important. Hey, Lord, I am not do. law enforcement and I don't play one on TV, but I recommend always buying two. One to practice with so you know what to expect when you use it. And then one to carry with you for protection. That's just my two cents on it. I did. <laughs> I did tell my story. So, thanks, Susie Bing. I wonder, I was like, how does she know about that? I usually don't tell that story. I must have been in a good mood that night, Crystal. <laughs> I usually don't rat on myself. That was funny in hell, though. Maybe yeah, had too much filmed, too much holy water that night. Yeah, right. If I would have filmed half the stuff <laughs> I did when I was younger, mm -mm. yeah, story time, all that. Oh, man, no evidence. If I, if, if I wasn't in law enforcement, I probably have a jail record or, <laughs> or a record. We don't talk so, about that. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> so that's mm -mm. for sure. Oh man, so. Still trying to get Nate Brislin as the guest to come on the show. He put out that book this year on, on Pale Crawlers. We did an episode on that, but he, our schedule has been bouncing so bad we can't get him on. Um, I might try and go for some bigger name friends that I have. I've been intentionally not putting out big names right now because I want our show to stand on its own without having to use big names to draw people in. You know what I mean? Um but I might be able to talk to some of my friends that are uh, big names in the, in the fields to come on and talk to us and have a good time with that. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to say it because I want it to be a surprise. Uh, um, to people try to go after people, too, if they know they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed that. Yeah. So I'm I, when I do decide and then I get them to come on. um We'll just have special guests, and y'all be surprised when they come on. It'll be fun. Um, and again, like I said, I want to hear a lot from you guys. I want to know Matt D. Who's Matt D? Um, Matt Del Damon? I don't know Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> I'm thinking Delph. Or uh, Delph, I'm trying to. Uh, if you know Matt Delph, then yes, I, I tried to get him on tonight. Uh, but he was just getting back to work and he works during this time frame. Uh, so it's going to be really hard to get Delph on. Uh, he's yeah, a really man, good, man yeah, Delph yeah. He, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, I, 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 I credit him for introducing me to my fiance. 
Um, he hates it when I do that because it's kind of a fun story. Uh, him and I have hung out many times together. He's just an all-around great guy. One of the realest on-the-ground boots-in-the-mud researcher that I have ever come across. Uh, Thomas, I can call him. I got his number, buddy. Um, uh, he, he's like I said, he's a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, oh, lost, lost my train of thought there. But yeah, Matt's a good friend of mine. He, he's uh, one of the realest boots on the ground researchers. Um, he is involved in a lot of heavy stuff. Uh, you get a couple yeah. beers in him, and eventually you can talk to him, and then he might let you let you know some things. Didn't I have uh, him on the show a couple years ago? I don't know if you have or not. He wasn't. He hasn't been on my show for the longest time. He stopped doing podcasts and and doing stuff, and then he kind of got back into it again, and then he went away again and got back into it again. Um, he he's just he's a researcher. He doesn't care that much about being out there. He wants to be out in the woods uh, doing stuff with his team and what he likes to do. That's what he wants to do. Um, when I first started speaking at events, he even was like, dude, he's like, have fun with it. He's like, but don't get caught up in it. He's like, because most of these people that do the circuits, they get full of drama and that's all they care about. They stop research, you know? Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to get Matt on. Uh, I, I've been fighting with him to try and get him to come on. Uh, Dan Nedrolo, we're trying to get him to come on. Uh, I think he'll be a, a great discussion. Um, well, the problem is, and, and I'll say this. Go ahead. It, and this is where I'm going to say it politically correct. Our team, <laughs> Go ahead. Our team. Uh -huh. We stay out of it, right? And yeah. People in the organization or, or reality or realm, uh, they just say, screw it. I don't want no part of nothing. And they stay away from everything. Yep. And, and, and it's sad, right? Yeah. So it really is. Yeah. And I kind of don't blame them in a way because they get fed up. But, you know, sometimes the people just need a little break. That's so. it. Yeah, and I get that. And he, he's back on again. He's doing more speaking again and more podcasting and stuff. So um, it'll be good to get Matt on. Um, and honestly, I, I'm starting to kind of run out of friends <laughs> to bring on the show. So I'm going to start reaching out to people I don't know. And that's going to be more interesting because I'm very careful <laughs> about who I bring on the show. And Grizzly knows this. There's, you know, and I'll tell Grizzly ahead of time, hey, I really don't know this person. So we're going to have to see what's going on. But 90, 99% of our guests, I would say, like I've met them personally at one point or another, or I've had ongoing friendships with them you know for a couple different years and we've had lots of conversations so i'm really careful who i bring on as far as when it comes to that kind of stuff um, but we're going to start reaching out to more uh people that i just find earlier before the show i was talking to a lady uh who says that she's had ongoing encounters throughout her childhood and her life and we want to bring her on and respectfully let her tell her story and then ask our questions you know and that's the big key for our show and how I will always operate is respectfully with a guest. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like one of these hard hitting reporters and trying to insult them and twist them up. I'll, I'll be respectful to their story, whether 
I believe them or not isn't even the point. It's just I want to give them a place to tell what they have to tell, and then we can discuss it from there. And, and I'll let you guys know ahead of time if it's somebody I know or you know if it's a guest that we're going to come on and, and, and come out with their experiences. And then we can do what I do, which is analyze it and look for those commonalities right like where have we heard this kind of behavior before have we heard this kind of behavior before what does it relate to and that kind of stuff so we'll kind of do more of a uh, uh a show on how i do what i do when i'm taking reports and listening to people and how i analyze them so that's kind of some of the stuff that i'm hoping to get into uh going forward and and finding some more of those people that maybe won't necessarily want to talk to a lot of people or, or people that'll just approach me and say, Hey, I, I kind of have, you know, the, the story. Um, and, and throwing in some of the other people, I've got some BFRO investigators. Um, even though I'm not a huge fan of the organization itself, they do have some very good uh, investigators for their regions and I'm friends with some of them. And so I'll bring them on and talk about what they do and how they do things. And, and I think we're going to have a, a really good time coming into this next year. And, and hopefully I can keep you guys all interest and then we'll keep getting the information going and just have fun with it all. And again, I'm going to keep saying this. I want you guys to let us know what you want us to talk about. All right. I got a topic for everybody and you. Yeah. Let's test everybody. Catherine. Tennessee, Kentucky, Bigfoot, Brian, Thomas, Scott's life, everybody, even you. Do you know about this? There is a channel that runs from the West Coast all the way to Nebraska, out to Nevada, that nuclear submarines can travel. I have not, and that's something I would like to look into. Oh, yes, Amy. <laughs> I'm not going to forget you too, Amy. You know, you know, I do recall hearing stories of submarines being in some of the bigger lakes in, out west. And so that wouldn't surprise me. I can dig some of those stories up and we can see what we can come up with because i have heard of those kind of stories of submarines being found in lakes and if there was a channel then that would make sense we already know there's tunnels we already know that there's massive tunnels uh network under all the u.s we know there's the salt mines we, we know that there's uh the deep underground military bases right so it makes sense it makes sense they actually work on some of the nuclear submarines in one of those locations it makes sense and it has been documented that somebody has come forward with proof i'm and writing it down who, guess who came forward too and said yes it is true and once i mention his name you're gonna be like it's true but i want to see how far we can run with it okay john lear so yes so this is not new news ladies and gentlemen so i wrote it down 
Now, <laughs> if you all don't know who John Lear is, the only reason why he is alive today, he will tell you on record that if he is taken out by the U.S. government, whatever agency, he's got people on standby that will ruin the organization, that they have stuff that they will drop all across the Internet, across the country. That's the only reason why he's alive today. He has came forward and said that on air. That's the only reason why he's still breathing. So whatever he knows. So, and he knows quite a bit. But anyways, yes, Catherine, near you all. Uh, I came across that story again uh, recently, and that really sparked a really good interest. Yes, a waterway from all the right. West Coast all the way up to Nebraska and all the way out to Nevada. Yes. So, through a tunnel system. Right, but not submarines. more of a water system, not, not a tunnel system. You're talking an actual underground riverway. Yes. Which yep. they have military bases where they work on these nuclear submarines yep. and they... Sure. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm... Does not stretch my imagination in the least that something like that would be feasible. Not Wait, at all. Thomas? Not Thomas. No. But I'm just saying, that's... I mean, that right there... Uh, so, we know... So we know the government's never going to tell us everything, right? No, you know that beyond a reasonable doubt, it's never going to. And half of what they tell us is is a misdirection anyway. So, if not more than half. So, what is the best thing to hide the truth is to put it out in front, right? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay, my hand's getting tired from scrolling. I've been scrolling this whole time. (laughs) Still can't find it. Watch. Once we get off the show, <laughs> he's going to pop right up. I'm going to die. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he was like on all last night because I kept laughing. I'm like, damn it, Justin. <laughs> but uh, John Lear, yes. John Lear. Yep. I'm going to look it up. No, not John. Is it John Lear or John Gr- No, he didn't pass. He's dead? He ain't dead. Am I thinking of the right guy? Two years or more. Well, We'll figure it out. Damn, you're making me think. Now, don't make my head hurt. <laughs> Damn, you're going to make me Google. Hey, Brian. Brian was asking, how could they build underwater ways like that? I'm of the uh, the belief that there always has been a network of tunnels underneath the U.S. and that the Earth's crust is honeycombed with, with these tunnels and um, a lot of indigenous tribes have stated that for thousands of years. They have found whole cities built into the earth that could hold populations of like 100,000 people. And so they would, we wouldn't even necessarily have to build them. We could utilize what's already there and existing that we built on top of. Or we could modify what was already there. You know what I mean? So... The, you know, the, this this is a one heck of a rabbit hole that we can get into. Like, absolutely. 
I think it'll be fun. So I, that's the list of up and coming conversations. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I thought I've seen some recent videos that I don't know. I'll check it out. Um, I've been tossing around an idea, and I, I want your guys' no, opinion on he's it. He's dead. He's dead. Do, do we want to talk about the Mandela effect at all and have a deep dive, in-depth show on the Mandela effect? Because I know that that's kind of popular, but it's also kind of uh, John Gray overdone. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. There you go. I have to go back. Now, the guy I'm talking about is still alive. Okay. Yeah, it, I have to go back and check my... Uh, but yeah, it's not the guy, but he's real. <laughs> we see him on TV all the time. We know who he is. I'm sorry. I got the name wrong. So I'll stand. His corrected. TikTok is next to the guy that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> is he on TikTok? I don't know. I was just being facetious. <laughs> oh. I have to go back and find his, uh, his, his stuff on YouTube now. Yeah. Now he's still alive. He's on like ancient aliens. He's on, uh, big ufo stuff anyways thanks crystal oh. and uh sean for correcting me i don't know what i'd do without you guys we'll, we'll find it greer richard yeah, greer listen yeah we're not talking we're not talking about richard greer we're not going to bring up gerbils we're not going that route on this yeah. show guys yeah ain't happening it. greer yes greer lear that's one of those yeah, that's the one that's the only reason why he's alive. Okay. Thank you all. I hate we'll when I get stuff wrong. That's why I need uh, to keep a notebook. I understand. You know, I thought I was wrong once, but it turned out I wasn't. So I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but. <laughs> but when when I first came across this, it, I, at first I was like, okay, no. And. Mm -hmm. So real, real, real quick, what happened was, is somebody, uh, and you may still be able to find this on YouTube, somebody worked on a secret mission, and I can't remember the nuclear class submarine, I'm, I'm sorry, it, that's just Grizzly's mind, mm -hmm. but he was like, oh yeah, he's like, it's common knowledge, he's like, and this is how it works, and I was just like, do what? And they were like interviewing him, he's like, yeah. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, that like bed right there. He's like, yeah, he's that's where they were going. And they were like, anyways, but yeah, anyways. But, Roger's uh, asking about homeless people living in the, the subway tunnels. Uh, see if they come across anything. So we're talking about the mole people. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Yes. Dr. Stephen Greer. That's his name. Oh, okay. I, I know that name. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, Roger, so here, here's the thing with homeless people, right? So we had somebody with the Dogman Association, uh, Shane Michael Crisp. We'll yep. use him as a prime example, right? He yep. went out to California. I uh, can't remember where. Uh, Hollywood, whatnot, Santa Monica, whatever in, in uh, Hollywood. And uh, because he was getting reports of homeless people getting taken by dog man i'm talking mm -hmm. large numbers right and number one how do you research that because it's not like you got a populace of people down there keeping count how many people's in a certain area right because yep. if i'm homeless right and say i'm george or just say grizzly 
I'm transit. I can be there one week. I can die. I can move. I can go to another city. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So when he went down there, nobody knew because people come and go. So people were like, I don't know. They were here one week. I don't know. I'm new. Uh, They they couldn't find out. So it was hard. But the thing was, is that people were allegedly seeing these creatures down here by this interstate. Mm-hmm. And people were reporting things. So he sent him and I think one or two other people, don't quote me, I'm, I'm maybe speaking, but he did go down there. But he couldn't confirm anything because, like you said, it, it's not like you got 100 people down there. There's only 60 left mm-hmm. or 70. Right. So yep. he couldn't validate anything. So it was weird. Well, not only that, but they're not going to talk to a lot of outsiders about stuff like that anyway. The the homeless community is a culture, and they're afraid of outsiders just like every other nominalized class is. You know what I mean? They're not going to want to talk to you unless you, you can befriend them and let them know that you don't think they're crazy and and all this kind of stuff. They're, they're not just going to open up to an outsider for the just for the heck of it. Now, Norma's you got know? a point. Now, that's actually true, Norma. They were actually yeah. uh, harvesting organs in San Francisco. Not only that, Norma, uh, stop and think what happened in Mexico. Uh, was it last year, the year before last? Were those Americas, Americans, mm-hmm. uh, those African Americans uh, mm-hmm. went down there for uh, what was it? Uh, what do you call it when you, well, when you get the. Uh, what do females do when they go plastic surgery? Yeah. And uh, one of the family members got their organs <clears> harvested <throat> when they went down there and they got kidnapped and that made mm-hmm. the national news and they were keeping that shush. And I think 60 minutes or somebody did a study on that. And these millionaires in America were on the uh, organ donors list and they were paying big bucks. Yeah traffickers were down there in mexico selling finding these people knocking them in the head and and getting these organs and selling them and this was a real deal yes it was yeah in america put a put a cap on it it happened in mexico it happened in puerto rico and it happened somewhere else it all came out and then america put its snuff on it on the media Mm -hmm. uh yeah it, it was just crazy how we get on that subject? <laughs> Norma. <laughs> oh, Norma, yes. I I know of a lady um, who she was in a Spanish country and she was in a little tienda, a little store, and she ended up locked in a little dog cage. She was she was a tiny little thing and, and she got locked up and they were gonna kidnap her. Uh, but she was able to break out of the dog cage and escape. And it, it's a real true thing. And it's absolutely scary that it happens. And it happens here in this country. So um, I don't know if that's so much for a paranormal encrypted rabbit hole show, but definitely for one of your other podcasts, one of your crime shows or your psychics or something, Grizz, for sure. Uh, that um, uh, potential. Uh canine attack screwed them up for a while yeah brian so, said something what did brian said uh-oh 
Oh, speaking of nuclear subs, you know, that's how Bob Ballard oh, got yeah. funding to find Titanic. Yeah, that's exactly how. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that was actually uh, a secret. Uh, that was not a known mission. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the only reason why he was out there. Uh, that was not a public uh, finding, right? Uh, that was yeah. underneath the radar when he found that. Yes, that is actually true. That's a good point. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. Somebody so. said they want to talk about giants. We can definitely do a show on giants. Yeah, we can um, revisit that. It's never we, a dull subject. No, we've talked about a little bit. Um, I have a friend that took a report of a giant sighting in Nebraska. And we got a footprint from it. We got a casting. So that'll be that'll be a fun show. We can talk about the Kandahar giant. We can talk about all that kind of stuff. We can definitely rabbit hole that one. Um, I'll I'll say this, Roger. And Roger says, I wonder if the homeless people that live in old subway tunnels ever start digging to the extent tunnels and found old tunnels like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this comment. And I'm not I'm not active. It, so here's what's said about law enforcement. Stuff people like that, they don't care about them, you know, just like drug dealers. Oh, well, if something happens, you know, uh, they rob each other, murder each other. It's just another body, another statistic, one less victim, less victim. You don't have to worry about it. It's, it's really sad, right? I mean, everybody's human. So, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of things they witness. Now, here's the thing that's going around the internet, and if y'all haven't seen it, is that everybody says in Miami that there's seven to ten foot creatures in the mall. That's fake news about all the police down there in Miami. What happened was there was an active shooter, somebody down there that had a shooting in the mall or something down there happened. That's why all the police were down there. But some moron put down there there was alien creatures in the mall and started that stuff up. So, uh, Stardust Ranch. Ooh, that's a good one. That's an oldie right there. That's a classic. That'd and nobody talks one. about it. Nobody ever talks about Stardust Ranch. That I followed that, if I'm remembering correctly. That was the guy that had the aliens popping around and he kept swords and and he'd he'd attack him with his uh, samurai swords, if I remember correctly. And uh, he claimed to have pieces of them in his freezer that he hacked off of them. Um, very very interesting. Uh, I, I would like to dig into that and see what came of that because I haven't heard of that one in quite some time. Cardiff Giant. Cardiff Giant, local legend out there, and uh, somewhere in the UK area, right? Somewhere out That's that way. I don't want to. I don't want to say Scotland, but I think it's Scottish. Am I right, Amy? I don't know. Um, somewhere out there. Uh, Richard Hoagland. Good old Richard Hoagland. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, I tell you, I tell you another good one that we can talk about too in one of the shows when we talk about giants is Shasta Mountain. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. There's a lot of Good old legend and lore is about Shasta Mountain. What was this about mud fossils? What do you mean by mud fossils? 
corn pop. Where do you see that at? Corn pop. Ever heard of mud fossils? That goes along with giants, though. There you go. That's that one. Never heard of a mud fossil. Yeah, what uh, corn pop? Welcome to the show. I skipped right over that. Yeah, tell me what a mud fossil is. I'm learning something new tonight. And yeah. Give you a round of applause there. Cardiff was at New York. I thought that oh, was then I'm, I'm thinking something different then. I don't know what a mud fossil is. Because Cardiff Giant, that sounds like the, the lore um, of, of the giants over in the UK about the, the big stones that are laid out squared perfectly and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'll look that up. Cardiff Giant of New York. Yes. Oh, I guess it popped stuff. out. No, I'll try to find out. I'll try to do some work on, uh, what was it? A mud fossil? Mud fossils, but he, he's saying it's related to giants. So, in, they, in relation they proved, to giants, they proved that fossilization does not take thousands or millions of years to produce. Right. So, that permeates the fall. Oh, there it is, right here. He is here. All right, corn pops, states, oh. mud fossils are the idea that giants have owed to all. Oh. So he's saying that died and became fossilized and turned into mountains and rocks. I know what he's gotcha. talking about. Gotcha, yes. yes. Um, that is an absolutely fascinating theory. Um, I, I know. That? Yeah, yeah, lots of movies about it. I mean, think Moana and, and the the to Fiji at the end there. You know what I mean? Like she laid down and became the Hawaii. Um, it, it's yeah. becoming popular again. I, I have been seeing um, this idea wow. that Himalayan rock salt is the fossilized flesh of giants. Uh, I've seen this go around the videos and stuff, and I don't really buy into that one. Um, probably because I like to use Himalayan pink salt, <laughs> but I, I, I know what you're talking about. I have seen, and I, I've never looked into it. I've seen the photographs of, of things that look like giant sleeping and giant snakes and, and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, I've never looked in to see if those were legitimate photos, if they were doctored photos to, to make it look more than what it is and stuff like that. But that's definitely something that we can dig into a little bit and, and kind of see what we can find on it. Um, that, that's a good topic. I like that one. We're going to have some really good ones. Yes. Hello, Anthony and Lewis. Smiley face killers. Nah, man, that's that's not paranormal encrypted. That's overdone. That's serial killer stuff. Um, although it's a fascinating topic and I, I, I uh, research serial killers a lot with my 14 studies um and the smiley face killers is definitely a very interesting one um i don't know if you know about that grizzly the smiley face killers oh yeah yeah that's that's they a fun one they had the a movie that came out with that i think yeah not too long ago a documentary or do, yeah a uh, there's a documentary on it yeah um one of my 
I, I really only listen to two podcasts on the regular guys. Not going to lie. And I'm going to plug them here because I like them. Sorry, Grizz. Um, the first one that I absolutely love listening to is Darren Marlar at Weird Darkness. Uh, Weird Darkness is an amazing show. Um, he, he finds stories and narrates them. Uh, newspaper stories, odd stuff, like just absolutely amazing things. Um, really great show. And the second one um, I really love is called The Lore Lodge. You guys check it out. Um, he, this is one of the most in-depth researchers that I've ever come across when it comes to weird and strange topics. Um, uh, it is just absolutely amazing what this guy gets into. And when I do uh, the Lovelock Caves, the Red Hair Giants, the Lovelock Caves, I'm going to use a lot of his information and I'll make sure I cite him. I don't know. He's got a little more, a little more in the white there than I do. I know, but he still looks like you. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I found him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. When I saw that, I was like, "That looks just like Justin." What do you think about the haunted forest, the find all over the world, and people walk and never come back out? That's a good one, too. Where's that? I didn't see that. The haunted forest? Oh, yes, that's another one. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of a missing 411 thing, though, isn't it? Eh, it could be. Make sure and cite sensitive topics yeah. lately. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll give, listen, I'll give mad credit to anybody else in their research. I don't pretend oh, that no. I'm the best researcher out there by yeah. any means. You know what I mean? I got no problem sharing the love. That's why I'm not even using his show tonight, and I will promote the Lore Lodge anytime uh, because the, the guy does an amazing job in his research. Um, like Dialoff Pass, if you guys have ever wanted to know Dialoff Pass stuff, check out the Lore Lodge on Dialoff Pass. Oh, my gosh. There is so much information that I didn't know that I thought I knew. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We got a lot so, of topics. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. You gave me some stuff to work on. I will try and find a guest that specialize in some of these topics because that's what I like to do too. Bring people on that know what they're talking about um, instead of just me running my mouth. And uh, we'll have we'll have a, a great year coming up, guys. I'm excited about it. We're going to hit it hard, hit it heavy, and and just roll with it and have a great time, you know. And as always, I uh, want the audience participation. Ask the questions. Ask the hard questions, man. Uh, get in there and make us think and make us dig. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we really appreciate everybody, especially, uh, you know, Amy, every everybody uh everybody yep you know if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't be doing what we're doing but uh but hopefully everybody have a good night and we'll see you tomorrow and uh hopefully you enjoyed the show so godspeed and we'll see you next week take care bye everybody bye everybody <laughs>